is The Edge of Innovation, Hacking the Future of Business. I'm your host, Paul Parisi. And I'm Jacob Young. On The Edge of Innovation, we talk about the intersection between technology and business, what's going on in technology, and what's possible for business. Welcome to The Edge of Innovation. It's great to talk with you, Paul. Today, we're going to be going over your tweets, but first, I just wanted to hear what's going on for you, and how are you doing today? Well, it's coming into fall. You know, we're in New England, so fall's a beautiful time. Weather's changing. It's getting a little cooler. And, you know, things turn to Apple new announcements, things like that. You know, what's going on in the only world that really matters, the right. Apple world. Well, that would make sense. It is fall. We're in northern New England, and it's Apple season. So. Ah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. In fact, the the town that I live in is having its Apple Festival this, this week. So everybody's iPhones and iPads will be out and uh, <laughs> you know, Apple Pie and all yeah. sorts of cool stuff. Yeah. So, But, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about, you know, what Apple's been doing and not doing and sort of, you know, some of that. You know, there's a, there's a huge – in New England, there's a, a big – I don't know, sort of a malaise. Now, I don't want to really say malaise of the summer. You know, in other words, people are in vacation mode. You know, yeah. every week we live by one of the major highways to New Hampshire and Maine, and that is just packed going north yeah. on Friday afternoons or Thursday afternoons, if you're lucky, and then coming back Sunday evenings. And, you know, so there's that mindset is, you know, people going away for the weekend, and they're not really work, thinking about work and business and yeah. all that kind of stuff so you know with september you know comes all of the influx of all the students into new england and so traffic goes way up and everybody's back to work so traffic goes way up yeah to plan you know longer commutes and stuff like that but it's really now back to the shift of focusing on business and focusing on what we can accomplish and managing things yeah well i think that's a great reason to pull up these 10 articles that you were tweeting about this week i i see the same thing we're I live in southern New Hampshire, and Sunday afternoons, we just don't go driving on the highway because it's incredible the amount of traffic that is coming back. So I think the way we can help our friends and help other people who are in business and entrepreneurs is kind of catch them up on what they missed in the last month. So I thought we'd start out with looking at what media companies don't want you to know about with ad blockers. This is an article that you tweeted, and it got a lot of attention. I thought you could maybe talk us through what's going on with that article and why you recommend it. Yeah, the fundamental thing that struck my my reading through it, and and I read a lot of stuff. So you know, I'm I'm providing a service for the community. You, are you know, you know, which which is I just you know read constantly, and the things that strike my interest are weird. You know, that's very wide. You know, from Bitcoin to Raspberry Pi to you know, a new extension for C++ I was I was yeah. tweeting about this morning. And this one struck me because, you know, there is an implicit bargain in using the web. And that implicit bargain from its earliest days has been in order for us to present content to you for free, all, you know, in, in, in all form or fashion, it's free. You're going to consume our ads. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people go and put ad blockers on. Right. And that ad blocker is detectable yeah. by the server that is serving the content. And so you have people like uh, New York Times CEO Mark Thompson saying that, you know, we are going to do something about people that have ad blockers running. Yeah. So it's they're saying that if you reduce the quid pro quo or mm-hmm. ignore it, uh, we're not going to give you our content. Yeah. 
that goes in the face of open and free. Right. And really what it does is it unmasks the real purpose, which is to make money. Right. You know, Google's, you know, do no harm or, you know, whatever their uh, don't be evil is, is great and all that. But they fundamentally make, you know, enormous amounts of money. on, And it's ads. Yeah. It's all ads. Yeah. And, you know, I don't have a problem with ads for things I like. Right. You know, that would be really nice. And, you know, I've been, I've mentioned this in the past. I've been shopping for something, let's mm-hmm. say a stereo. And, it, you know, I go on to Amazon and shop for a stereo. And then I, you know, okay. Or I did this with Newegg last week. I was shopping for a scanner. Right. And I looked at the price and it was actually a little cheaper than Amazon. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know. It's still a lot of money. I didn't want to spend the $400. And then for the past couple of days, now I see ads yeah. for Newegg saying, you know, showing me a scanner. Yeah, of course. Well, that's okay, but they're telling me that it's the same price I saw. Yeah. Man, if they gave me $10 off, I'd be there in a shot to buy it. I I don't understand why they don't do that. And I I do understand that you can't run a business by constantly cutting your price. Yeah. With the ad blocker stuff, I've noticed that as well. The websites are starting to, I'll go to read an article and it's not even just business articles. Mm-hmm. It's articles across the board. Right, absolutely. And being blocked, or they'll put up a little fly window. We detect that you have an ad block. Right. For you to be able to view our content, please remove that. In addition to that, I saw this last week an article indicating that uh, AdBlocker Plus mm-hmm. is now going to be selling ad space on the website. <laughs> so, well, yeah. So that's a that's a bait and switch. It's like, oh, we're gonna, you know. So basically, they've programmed a backdoor into your system. Right. They've, they've made the agreement, like what you're talking about, we're going to remove the content, it's free, you can use this, but now they're monetizing their access to your website viewing and turning that ad space that was there to right. by the website, now they're replacing it. Well, yeah, I mean, that's just insidious. I mean, you know, but the bottom line is, I don't use an ad blocker. Right. Because it's sort of like that quid pro quo. I mean, I know they have to make money or at least have the the opportunity to think they might make money. Right. I typically don't click on ads. So that's one use case. The other use case that really torques me off, and I know this bothers you, is where websites have the, you know, an article wrapped in just a huge number of ads. Oh. You know, and then you have to click page two of the article. You can't just see the whole article. And then you get a new set of ads. Yeah. All right. What I don't like about that, I use an iPad Air. Yeah. is its experience is so slow yeah. in serving those ads that I abandon reading that content. Yeah, I mean, if you were to do a, you know, a data usage on a website, mm. I mean, that, that's why I use an ad blocker is because the data usage on loading a website goes drastically down mm. when Interesting. you put the ad block on because there's all the media, all the links, all the back end that's being right. pulled in. Well, so I looked into an ad blocker for my iPad. Uh-huh. But there's nothing that I can do at an operating system level because I use Flipboard and I okay. use, you know, Firefox and I use Safari. So and and I don't really know which one I'm using mm-hmm. because I I do, but I don't think about it. Yeah. So I might be in the middle of a Flipboard article and say open in Safari, and you know you get all these wrapped ads and it's just it's a bad experience yeah. and it's driving me away from doing that. But obviously they're doing it. And they're doing it for some reason because yeah. they're getting some traction or ex- acceptance on it. Yeah. But, you know, it also makes me think a little bit about TV mm-hmm. and commercials. We have Fios, uh, right. Verizon Fios, as our TV provider. And with their set-top box, 
we record things and watch right. them. We never watch live except for football. Right. And even for football, we'll start we'll start watching the game a half an hour late so we can skip the ads. Oh yeah. You know, we've got it down. We were watching something we were watching an old episode of Top Gear mm-hmm. and I can hit the jump button yeah. five times and almost nail when the show starts again. Right, right. And so, you know, people say, oh, did you see that ad? It's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I don't see any television ads. And I was thinking a little bit about that. We're, um, we're investigating using Plex now. Mm-hmm. Plex just added a DVR feature. Yeah. And I don't understand the how the TV people haven't pushed back at us skipping ads. Yeah. And it's been happening for years. I mean, we've been doing it. We had yeah. a, a TiVo or a replay TV, mm-hmm. you know, 15 years ago. And we were we were using it to skip ads. Yeah, of course. Not just time shift, but really skip yeah. the ads was the huge benefit for yeah. us. Uh, you know, watching a show in 40 minutes is a lot better than watching an hour. Um, well, and I think that's why companies like Netflix and Amazon Video right. are being wildly successful. Right. Because... They're dropping TV. I mean, because their agreement is pay ten bucks or whatever right. it is a month, right? And there's no ads, right? The what's interesting about that is I just started watching Under the Dome. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen it. I started watching it, and I I have a hard time committing to shows. Well, that's that's it. It's basically Lost, yeah, under a big dome. Uh, but anyway, um, same you know music, boom. smoke monster, uh, it, you know, I, almost you know, weird almost yeah. Gee, it is so lost. Anyway, um, but every time it goes to a scene where you hear the bunk, you know, you're, you're, I we always joke that when there's the end of a scene in Stranger Things, they're doing that. They come right up in that music note yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. But it's so delightful that you don't have to go to a commercial. Yeah. And it just rolls into the next scene with that yeah. black. And that is just so wonderful. But so you're right. You know, Netflix and all that, everybody loves that. But I was thinking, you know, for me, which I don't think I'm, as far as television viewer, I'm pretty normal. Yeah. Um, we time shift everything, mm-hmm. even the football game. We started a half an hour late right, right. so that we and can you're do that. the only person I've heard that, that does that. Right. Yeah. So... They just must be move, losing out on revenue. Now, they don't have a way to see, hey, you're skipping our ads, so we're not going to show you the show. Sure. But could that be coming? You know? So, right. you know, if you watch On Demand on Verizon, it pops up and it says, some of the features of your DVR will be disabled by the show. Fast forward and rewind, you know, and all these different things. So you can't, you have to watch the commercial. Right. Now, okay, if I have to watch the commercial... Make them interesting and don't repeat the same commercial at every commercial break. Right. Really painful. Yeah. So, you know, it's an interesting interesting time to be alive. Yeah. These first world problems well, that we have, you know. It's interesting that we would go from an article about simple ad block yep. on the website to commercials and just advertising in general. Right. Because, I mean, that... Well, that's all it is. I mean, this is what the, the business model for the web yeah. is advertising. Right. Google's one of the largest companies in the world because it's advertising. Right. Now there is a shift which is pay for content, which is Netflix and Amazon Prime. Yeah. That is a radical shift. Yeah. Um, you know, because you can go and pay for the New York Times. Mm-hmm. You don't get well, you probably get still get ads, but you know, you could pay for it. That's the the holy grail is to get people to pay for your right. content. <laughs> The Edge of Innovation is brought to you in partnership with Savior Labs. 
Save Your Lives exists to help businesses mature and strategize for the future. Learn more about Save Your Labs at SaveYourLabs.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Edge of Innovation, Hacking the Future of Business. For the show notes and more information about Paul, please visit paulparisi.com. The Edge of Innovation is produced by Jacob Young in conjunction with copious amounts of coffee. Music on today's episode was from bensound.com. Paul can be found on Twitter at pdparisi and on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash pdparisi. This episode, like all our episodes, is transcribed and available at paulparisi.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.